Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs. With companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Tiger King's Carol Baskin says her husband is alive. Ron Jeremy only looks dead, and Coach Cliff Kingsbury is living the life we all want to live. Hey, boys and girls, you're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Hedgehog Cheeseman. Chad, that ain't whiskey. That's syrup. So off. And on this week's show, Playoffs. Layoffs, Netflix finds the G-spot, and Career Builders Irina is back, baby. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text uh. kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> What's up, dude? Oh, Getting used to this whole uh, American thing again. Yeah, great time to come back to the Midwest, January. <laughs> it's actually nice. It is pretty nice. I brought the weather with yeah. me. You're welcome. The cold front's coming, though. Don't worry. Damn it. I got a question for you. 
you're you're sort of a fight guy. You've 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 sparred before. Have you seen this slap competition? Yes. Where these guys just slap the shit out of each other. Yeah. And then you either pass out or you tap out. Yeah. And I, have you seen the most recent? Like this dude's head is swollen. Like he's got a bowling ball, no. you know, tumor on his Damn. head. Anyway, it's all over social media. Uh, I apparently have an algorithm that's different than yours uh, on mine. But this sport is crazy. And this guy, uh, you'll see him eventually. He's, his head is swollen. He he ends up winning the championship. It, it, this is a Vegas competition. Yeah. Guess how much he won for being the champion, like the the worldwide champion of slap, whatever this thing is called. And, and getting slapped, like oh, brain damage, hundred thousand dollars, sure. maybe five grand. Is that it? <laughs> he won five five thousand dollars to um, have uh, brain damage in five years. It's uh, it's a crazy sport. What but idiots. There you go. Idiots. Yeah. Anyway. There you go. Let's get the shout outs. Shout out, shout outs. I get the first one. I get the first one. I've already uh, already started it with my with my name. So mm-hmm. got this uh, amazing whiskey, Canadian maple whiskey from Walla. Our friends over at Walla. They're the they're the Quebec Quebecois company. Quebecois. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I poured myself a glass and I started mm-hmm. drinking it, and it was so sweet. I I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Then I gave it to Julie, who usually likes sweet drinks. She couldn't do it. So I looked at it and I was like, you know what? I just actually had some Blanton's maple Mm -hmm. syrup, bourbon maple syrup on my pancakes. Delicious. I'm going to boil this down. And I'm going to boil it down (laughs) into a syrup. And that's what I did. So this weekend, I will be using... That thank you, voila, uh, uh-huh. on on my waffles, my 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 Saturday morning waffles. Voila. Well, you know, Chad, when you when you boil down the whiskey, you know what oh. time it is. It's Corona time. That's <laughs> hey, right, baby. Right you got to go to the Corona when uh, when the whiskey gets boiled down. All right, my first shout out goes to Polywork, the Ooh. LinkedIn killer that appeals to the kids apparently, mm-hmm. and which I still hate, is up for product hunts. Product of the year. The competition really? includes Chat GPT, mm. Be Real. Yeah. That's the social media where kids take pictures within two minutes. Uh, Linza AI, the magic avatars that we're all seeing on social media. And Dolly, the AI generated pictures. So yes. if I say draw yes. a cat on a rainbow, on a shark, whatever, yep. it draws it, yep. right? So yep. so good luck winning Polywork against yep. that competition. But I think the fact that uh, Polywork is even mentioned amongst those companies pretty um, legit. is pretty pretty good company. So for pretty me, legit. Uh, still hate the company, but that that's worth a big <laughs> applause uh, in my book. I have to say, when we first started talking about Polywork, I mean, literally there was no engagement in that platform. And, and, and I, I created a profile, all that other fun stuff. I've been getting engaged by Polywork in around the podcast side of the house, and okay. uh, it's actually it's actually working. Are you pretty an active well. user in Polywork? I, I guess you could say I'm an active okay. user. So it actually, yeah, it works a hell of a lot better than it did, obviously, when it first came out. So uh, they must have listened to the podcast. That's all I can say. <laughs> Clearly, their their nomination is somewhat connected. <laughs> To the the bashing that we give them, on of course, of course, of course. My next shout out is to Mike Burton. Who's Mike Burton? Well, Burton is, Burton is a 37 year old who's based in Houston and works full time writing original raps 
for individuals and businesses on Fiverr. He works 40 to 45 hours per week and usually brings in about seven to $8,000 per month. So baby, oh the hustle is real. <laughs> the hustle is real. Shout out to Mike Burton. And for all those people that are out there saying the hustle is dead, no. Mike Burton demonstrates the hustle is not dead. That escalated quickly. 37-year-old yeah. writing rap lyrics. Yeah, rap lyrics. Yeah. And making 100 grand a year, let's call it. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. That's great. You don't have to only be on OnlyFans to make that kind of cash. That's the message, kids. There's hope for the old white guys. <laughs> there Just it is. write well, some rap he's, lyrics He's, he's, he's for not the a white kids. dude, but, you know, which probably <laughs> gives him more cred. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Not nearly as exciting as that. Uh, my shout-out goes to Deal. Ah. That's D-E-E-L, mm -hmm. Chad, one of our favorite unicorns from 22, or at least they used to be, not sure if they still are, a uh, global hiring platform. Deal has acquired CapBase. Uh, terms of the deal were not disclosed. Carta competitor CapBase allows companies to update their cap table in real time as it issues shares, signs contracts, and raises money from investors. Deal plans to pair its existing services with a new product dedicated to equity management and issuance. Interesting move, I say. Shout out to yeah. Deal and Catbase. Doesn't seem high priority, does it? I mean, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of interesting. With what Deal does, yep. I wouldn't think that is a high priority. Maybe it is a market differentiator, right? But is it that big of a market differentiator to go out and acquire a company? That's, yeah. that's questionable. That's yeah, and I guess if you if you hire people on a global scale, having mm -hmm. a global solution to manage shares and equity and all that stuff is something you need to do. Uh, so go out and buy it if you can't build it or don't want to build it. Interesting. Terms weren't disclosed, so we don't know how how much of a deal this was. Could have been. I <laughs> get it. Yeah. Much of a deal. Yeah, Dad joke alert. <laughs> My next shout out is to. Welcome to Wrexham. That's right, kids. The marketing masterclass known as Welcome to Wrexham, mm -hmm. featuring Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, pulled in over 500000 per episode for season one. Talking about 18 episodes. So around, you know, over $9 million. That's right, Europe. It took an American and a Canadian <laughs> to make Welsh football profitable again. You're welcome. Uh, if you haven't watched... Welcome to Wrexham. It's on Hulu, and it's a must-watch if you're into business, marketing, and just a damn good time. I was blown away by the little pieces of business and marketing that was happening behind the scenes that they didn't really allude to. They just showed what was happening. Mm -hmm. And if you weren't paying attention, you didn't get it. But, man, watching it, it was like, holy shit, these guys were making a shit ton of cash. It was awesome. Do we know if this show is on in Europe? Yeah, I believe it is. I believe okay. it is. It's a brilliant business move so smart and ron Re reynolds has these weird like cellular stuff and uh gin and he yeah. gets in really odd stuff but this yeah. it, and i don't know as much about football soccer as you do but i'm guessing if you can take a team from you know this level to the next level yeah the value of that team goes up exponentially oh yeah and if you just spend the money and get the right coach and you know in the fan base so Instead of just buying Chelsea, right? Like mm -hmm. just instead of spending big money, like spend a modest amount, get to the next level, and then the value of the team goes up significantly. Yeah. Not to mention the value of the advertisers, TikTok, yeah. Expedia, yeah, uh, yeah. the value, the brand of these guys. Crazy. So it's it's really brilliant. I expect more. 
athletes, celebrities mm-hmm. to do this. Uh, pickleball, I know, is apparently a huge sport, and like Tom Brady, LeBron are getting into pickleball, hoping that it it blows up as well. This is like one of the worst games I've ever played. But okay, pickleball, pickleball. <laughs> yes, it's fucking horrible. All right, from the, one of the worst games to one of the worst uh, probably IPOs that you've ever mm. heard of. Thirty uh, year old CareerLink, a provider of HR recruiting, staffing, and retention software and services, is going public. They're raising money to acquire independent recruiting and staffing firms that are challenged to compete effectively without strong technology. Sounds a little bit like job.com, doesn't it? Just a little bit like job.com. Anyway, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they've been okay to raise up to 50 million in investment capital if you want to get in, Chad. They're looking for $4 per share with a minimum investment of $400 <laughs> per investor. It's January and the IPO market is already lit, Chad. IPOs. <laughs> How is that working for the biggest staffing company in the world who bought Monster? It's oil and fucking water. So it's going to be interesting to, again, we take a look at job.com and we take a look at how they entered the market, they're good to market, and how that's changed dramatically. To see a 30-year-old platform come in and mm-hmm. try to do this, I think it's interesting, good for them. Love it. Good luck. But I, I, I see this one dying on the vine, baby. Full disclosure, Chad. Are you going to be an investor? No. No. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. No. Me neither. <laughs> All right. Well, who is a winner? Anybody with free stuff. may or may not invest. I don't know. Is, is the people that get free stuff yes. on our show, Chad. If you, don't, if you don't get free stuff, you're not signed up. You got to go to the site, chadcheese.com. Click the free link. We're talking whiskey from Tex Kernel. We're talking beer from our friends at Aspen Tech Labs. If it's your birthday this month, Plum might send you some rum. Yes. T-shirts from our buddies at JobGet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we announced the winners of uh, uh, whiskey and birthday. That was Ed Zatusky, one of our oh, big yeah. fans. Sarah Billy. Berlin um, is this month's beer winner. Everybody's kind of a winner who listens to our show, but these wow. folks are big winners. And by the way, kids, if you're listening to the show, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. We love getting feedback. It's our oxygen. Take a couple minutes and tell us what you think. Berlin, that was Take My Breath Away, wasn't it? That was Take My Breath Away. Yes. Yes. So what free stuff does, kids, it'll take your breath free stuff. Away. Yes, and and some people some people were born uh, when that song was released, Chad. Uh, which brings us to birthdays this month. That's right. Some some fans are celebrating another trip around the sun. And remember, if it's your birthday, kids, our friends at Plum are sending you a nice bottle of rum, if potentially. You but you yes. got to sign up. Yep. You can't win it if you're not in it. Celebrating a birthday this week, Jill Patterson. Tom Bartles, Paul Drake, Chris Grossjean, <laughs> Chanel Nelson, Jenny Olson, Michael O'Dell, G.J. <laughs> Vosdorp, Joanne yes. Lockwood, Jason Roberts, Robin nice. Schooling, Tom Eckert, Jess Miller, <laughs> M- Miller Merrill, and Chris Amato. Happy birthday, everybody. January babies. Happy birthday. I think we found out those are St. Patrick's Day kids. I think that's what, <laughs> that's what Sarah... Sarah White. Somebody's doing the math. Did the math there. Doing the math. Okay, we're into events, kids. So the first event for the Chad and Cheese, where you can actually come see us, and you should, is on the 26th of April, where we're going to unleash America at Caesars Forum in Vegas. Now, we're used to 
we're used to Unleash being at the MGM Grand. So, so what are your thoughts on the change of venue, Joel? What do, what do you think? My thoughts? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it is sexy. Those are my thoughts. We're talking yeah. like part of it's outdoors. It's like a whole exciting way to sort of engage with a with a conference or event. So I think it's I think they're bringing sexy to Vegas, and I for one cannot wait to soak up in the sexy at Unleash. Well, it's it's a digital business event space. I mean, it's it's huge. It's new. It's got a huge ass Ferris wheel. The 2022 NFL draft was actually held there. So it's got mm-hmm. great outside uh, venue capabilities and uh, it is sexy. It's very sexy. Our travel is powered by our friends at Shaker Recruitment Marketing. Uh, we just love those guys. If you're you're not utilizing them. What the hell are what the hell are you doing, folks? What the hell are you we gotta, doing? We gotta go to the announcement. This is an announcement. All right, hold on, hold on, here we go. Nobody knows this is happening yet. Everybody has an inkling that it's happening, but this is what you've been waiting for, kids. Wreckfest USA is now official on the thirteenth and fourteenth of September in Nashville, Tennessee at Bicentennial park the view of nashville is gorgeous from bicentennial park have, have you been there yep. have you seen it yeah oh, i have it's fucking gorgeous it's about 10 to 15 minute walk from broadway nashville is the music capital of the world not la kids nashville <laughs> they're gonna have three stages the inspire stage the innovate stage and the chad and cheese disrupt stage where we're gonna have nothing but technology on there and uh, I'm just excited, man. This is uh, Wreckfest, literally. Wreckfest USA, baby. It, it's a team sport. TA leaders bring their teams. And if you're looking at an all-hands kind of like meeting for 2023, make it in Tennessee, September 13th and 14th. Bring the entire team. It's an amazing experience. And did you hear in and out is coming to Tennessee, by the way? Not connected whatsoever, but it's no. a food. It's it's fast food and it's delicious. So I thought I'd, I thought I'd throw that <laughs> in there. It's a staple of, of Joel Cheeseman whenever he gets close to one. Now, what what would In and Out be in Portuguese? What would would it be the same? I've in- got, I've got a lot of of work to do on my Portuguese. Although, if we say it and we are saying it, it will actually be on the Chad and Cheese Portuguese foreign language version, the German, the French, and the Spanish. That's right. We have four additional foreign language podcasts that you can you can find wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for the Chad and Cheese Deutsch, Espanol, Portuguese, and what's what's the French what's the French word? Francais. Francais. That's it. Francais. The Chad and Cheese Francais. Look for those, and it uh, could be in your native language. Topics! All right, it's uh, it's that time, Chad. Layoffs. Layoffs, that's right. All right, you, you probably heard Microsoft is laying off 10,000 workers uh, from news this week. Well, they're not alone. Our space is getting rocked, too. Barely a month after it hit unicorn status, Beamery said it's laying off around 12% of its workforce. Quick refresher, in December, Beamery closed a $50 million Series D funding round, which lifted the company to a valuation of more than a billion dollars. Fellow unicorn Lattice, who's raised over $325 million and employed almost 500 people, will be trimming headcount by 15%. 
Who else is trimming, you might ask? According to layoffs.fyi, we got Carta, Limeade, Oyster, Relevel, Career Arc, Work Motion, Glintz, High Bob, Job Case, Pay Factors, namely, and Remote. I'm guessing that won't be the end of it, but that's a hell of a lot of names just in our space. There's blood in the streets, Chad. What's your take? Well, you said in December you were going to push pause on giving Beamery shit. Are you back on the... Oh, I'll giving... get to Beamery. I'll get to Beamery. <laughs> you you give us your thoughts first. So after the Series D announcement just last month, I wasn't impressed with, with Beamery because Beamery has taken too much cash. Their deliverable is way too broad. Beamery touted Fortune 500 revenue growth by 250%. Then why the Series D cash? Uh, They also touted 135% retention rate, which means they were growing wallet share. Then why the Series D cash? Is this a squirreling away the nuts scenario? I mean, I really hope so. Nevertheless, Beamery is in a situation where less than a handful of larger platforms could actually afford them. So even if they were worth the unicorn valuation, and I don't believe they are, there aren't many people that can actually buy them. So what, what do you think about Beamery? So I'm out on Beamery. Uh, they had me in and, and they totally lost me. How ridiculous is it to tout your unicorn status and new funding only to lay off 12% of your people a month later? Basically, mm-hmm. talk about a morale booster there Oof. at uh, HQ. Yeah. Uh, by the way, my girl Allison Holbrook was part of the right sizing. Uh, so if you're looking for a kick-ass head of marketing, uh, hit me up and I'll make oh, that shit. make that introduction. Yeah, I talked to some friends and industry uh, CEO summed it up best and says it better than I ever could. Uh, quote: Raise a little more money and take the dilution hit. Uh, they raised fifty million on a one billion dollar valuation. They're cutting 50 people to save $5 million a year. Stupid, end quote. Uh, My contact, who will remain anonymous, added, quote, trimming like that just starts the downward spiral. It's better to strap up and grow into it. If you're fucked, then you need to do a Twitter and cut deep and hard and reset your cost structure. Trimming a little on a growth company like Beamery and Lattice just kills the momentum, trust, and culture, end quote. Amen. Investors and founders need to put down the startup playbook and maybe start leading a little bit. I will note that the letter from the Lattice CEO was pretty classy and transparent. Uh, That was the only one I think we saw that from. But uh, yeah, think twice before you make these layoffs. It's not just the uh, Sequoia deck that you should be taking into consideration. It is a lot of other things. Yeah, so I mean, so just response to 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 Lattice. I mean, a hundred plus people got riffed, and that's a big shock to the system. Here's a a little excerpt from Jack Altman, the CEO of Lattice's letter. Uh, "Quote: While our revenue has grown by five times since the start of the pandemic, our costs have grown by even more as we geared up for a continued rate of growth that now looks unlikely." End quote. That's just irresponsible. We knew this was unsustainable. Here's another quote. Quote, my job now is to lead the company through a change in the way we operate with a far more balanced approach to growth and efficiency because the market and our customers will demand it, end quote. They demanded it before, Jack. Who said to go out and be irresponsible? I mean, nobody did. But you are not the one being held responsible. You're not the one that's actually going to get cut. So do the dance, keep taking the check, right? Keep pointing fingers at everybody else 
and keep doing a shitty job. I mean, personally, I, I don't want anybody to be riffed. But if 100 plus people lose their jobs, then the fucking CEO should too. He was ir- irresponsible, so he should pay the price as well. If we don't have those types of impacts for people in the C-suite, what's to stop them from actually damaging or impacting negatively individuals' livelihoods? You just said do the dance, Chad. <laughs> That's what he's doing. He's dancing. No doubt, not the last time we're going to talk about layoffs in 2023. Yeah. Uh at least these people maybe had a good holiday. I don't know. But no word yet on Indeed layoffs, but uh, they're back to their old tricks. Uh, what's going on over at Indeed? Yeah, Joel. So here at the Chat and Cheese podcast, we like to educate and entertain, which yes, is we uh, why we're following the continuing saga of Indeed's newest product called, get ready, Pay Per Started Application. What is Pay Per Started Application? Well, I'm glad you asked, Joel. PPSA is a pricing model which charges you when a job seeker undertakes an activity to begin the application process. This is actually from Indeed's FAQs on their site. For example, clicking the call to action button to apply for a job in a job ad, the button may appear as apply, apply now, or apply on the site. Uh, PPSA is performance-based and aims to deliver the highest number of started applications for your jobs and budget. Instead of evenly spreading budget across a campaign's duration, it dynamically spends budget to match job seeker demand and fill roles with more efficiency. (coughs) Bullshit. So let's break this down a little bit. Remember when Indeed first was created, Joel, what model did they start with? Google for jobs. <laughs> yes. It was pay-per-click, right? I mean, they, oh, they, you, d- you didn't want me to go that far back. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I did. <laughs> I did. That was, I mean, it was Google for jobs and the way that they made money was pay-per-click. You use pay-per-click. It was very simple. You click mm-hmm. on the, the job title and it took you to the job on the corporate career site. In this uh, in this example, I'm going to use corporate career site. It took you directly to the corporate career site. Mm-hmm. Then indeed rolled out to pain. What was the change there? What was the big change that they made from that model to the two pain? I could click away, baby. I could just, I didn't have to go to another <laughs> site. I could just click, 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 click and stay in Indeed. Uh, yeah. That must have been beautiful for the uh, bottom line. For, oh, yeah, because Indeed changed away from the, the, the search engine model. They went to a job board model mm-hmm. where when you clicked on it, instead of taking the job seeker to the corporate career site where they could look at the, you know, the, the branding, the experience, and they could apply for the job, they kept them on Indeed. It'd be like if, if Google had two panes where one of the panes had the actual website you were clicking mm. on Google and you could just boom, 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 machine boom. gun through Google's results to see all the pages that are there. It's similar, yep. similar to that for those that haven't seen it. And, and what happened back then, the first model was PPC. When you clicked on it and you went to the website, you were charged because that was a click. Yep. But with two pane, they didn't take you directly to the website. You clicked, you still got, you still had to pay, but they kept you on Indeed. So now Indeed is transitioning to PPSA, which creates the pay per start apply where they can dramatically increase rates after a job seeker reviews the jobs and then clicks the apply button on Indeed. So how can they charge more for that? The only thing that's changed here from back in the day when they were a search engine to now is they they inserted a click. That's it. But there's still 
making people pay more because they're calling it something different than pay per click. Yeah, there's a few layers of the onion to peel here from my perspective. Number one is some nerds with pencils at Indeed did some math and said, okay, how many applies do we typically get per how many clicks? And there's probably an average of, hey, after you know 10 clicks, we're going to get four applies or whatever. So then it becomes, okay, how much can we charge for an apply to start making more than the clicks that we're making? And by the way, paper apply process or start of apply sounds pretty good to a customer. Like, hey, we're not going to charge you for those random clicks. We're just going to charge you when someone actually clicks apply to, to take that next step into into the uh, the process. So so as as a customer, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not paying for these crazy applies, which when it was two pain, it was like bomb, 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 bomb. And I was getting fewer applies than I was before two pain. So now indeed's in this weird spot, like, okay, how do we make more or keep making the money that we're making, but create some fear, uncertainty, and doubt with the pricing model and what we're doing? So this this to me is a way to to get those pay-per-click dollars plus whatever with the apply process. The second layer of the the onion here that I see is if there's one major thing that keeps Indeed up at night, it's programmatic job distribution. And that is a pay-per-click model. So imagine all the salespeople at Indeed, all the customer service people at Indeed that are like, why am I paying you $1.30 per click when I can go to AppCast, I can go to Recruitology, JobAdX, Panda, whatever, and pay... 72 cents like that makes no sense to me i'm gonna not use indeed so much anymore because i'm so then they're competing with a lot lower prices on clicks so now it's like okay let's let's divert the click thing and have this new model that we can say oh wait a minute it's not it's not apples to apples this is apples to oranges our model's way different than this pay-per-click thing so yeah so i battle back on the programmatic wave I'm making more money than I was on pay-per-click. I'm creating a little bit of uncertainty in the customer. Like, okay, it sounds good, but is it? And are the it, who's actually going to do the math on, okay, when I was click only, here's what I paid. Now that it's paid per applicant. Like that becomes work for an employer and they're oh, yeah. probably not going to do that mm-hmm. um, in most cases. So to me, like this is this is a strategic move. It has nothing to do with the betterment for the the job seeker or this is better for the employer. Not at all. It's strategy. I mean, hats off to to them if it, you know, assuming that it's that it's working, but it's just a lot of uh fear uncertainty and doubt, a lot of op- obfuscation by indeed uh to keep that cash cow mooing without losing uh market share to the the players that are coming up. And by the way, indeed pays programmatic companies to send traffic to Indeed. So they're paying, oh, yeah. they're on the pay-per-click model. Yes. And they're also doing the math on, okay, how much are we paying, you know, Talru to get us a, a visitor? And then how many of those visitors will apply to jobs? So we're going to make sure we're paying Talru less than what we're getting and apply. So they're they're double dipping on the programmatic providers as well as their own own solution. Yeah. How can we pay how can I pay less for what they're sending us and have our clients pay more for what we're giving them? Also, yep. don't forget my prediction, Google for Jobs pops out with with an ad version. They've got to they've got to do something to to separate themselves from something that Google for Jobs, they'll go pay-per-click as well, right? So they'll say, no, we're different. We're doing the application start. Yeah, and that's another thing. Uh, Google's never going to get into the click-apply game. They're going to they're gonna be pretty simple. 
like they've always been. So that's yep. another thing. Like we can we can you know fend off Google by having a different pricing model altogether than the pay per click because you don't want to be in the conversation of why would I pay you X when I can pay Google. Why? Which is much less. They don't want to get in that conversation. They're still going to have to have that conversation. Yeah. So digging <laughs> digging into the uh, the terms of service, and we and if you've missed if you missed two weeks ago, uh, Sarah uh, Sarah White and I got into a deep dive on Indeed's terms of service. So go into the archives if you want to check that one out. So apparently uh, the the FAQ page for this this service, you can actually opt out of PPSA. Uh, however, PPSA con. Uh, PPSA cannot be turned off for jobs indexed by Indeed or jobs posted directly on Indeed using a monthly budget. If you do not want to utilize the PPSA pricing model, you can post a job directly on Indeed and choose a daily budget. Are you as confused as I am? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty confused too. And the other thing that's confusing, if you look at the fine print, uh-huh. a, a conversation with a chat bot is counted as an apply. <laughs> Could be an apply start. Scanning scanning a QR code is counted as an apply. So does that mean if if I if I flirt with a chat bot and ask her, you know, to talk dirty to me, is that now an apply? Yeah. Apparently it is at Indeed. Or if or if I go to a restaurant and accidentally scan a QR code because I think it's a menu and not a job application, is that now an apply? According to Indeed, that's an apply now. So read the fine print, be a smart consumer, but Indeed's playing games. And you get to decide whether you play or not. And a lot of Mm -hmm. people are still going to play. But we're here to help you be smart in your choices of job advertising. We'll be right back. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. Netflix. Holy sh... How do... Have we talked about them other than what they show on their uh, their platform? I don't, I don't think don't so. I don't think so. Yeah, imagine imagine this: pay transparency. They're a topic of conversation. All right. <laughs> yeah. Our friends at Netflix have taken pay transparency to new lows this week, or maybe it's new highs. Uh, this from CNBC: Netflix is looking to hire a flight attendant for one of its super mid-sized private jets. Sounds like a good gig that sounds even better with the job posting saying the overall market range for this role is typically 60000 to $385,000 a year. Quote. Think the regulators in New York looking at pay transparency you know, might want to have a little conversation with the folks at Netflix. Whew. The job posting ends with, quote, this market range is based on total compensation versus only base salary 
which is in line with our compensation philosophy, end quote. Surprise, surprise, surprise. It's not quite the $1 to $1 million in salary range we joked about, but it's getting pretty close. Chad, your thoughts on Netflix and their new job posting? Yeah, we, we have a saying in the military, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And uh, here are the prizes Netflix wins for playing this stupid game. Employers, listen up, because this could be you. Prize number one, Netflix just put a target on their own back. Yes, the rollout of this new law was quick, but this goes well beyond the bounds of looking like a good faith effort to the U.S. government. And when enforcement starts, Netflix will be on the top of their list. Prize number two. The horrible, we don't give a shit about your needs, optics. Candidates are demanding to know what the salary is on all jobs. So when you post a range like that, you look like a total asshole. And this story, (laughs) which has nearly 7,000 impressions just on my LinkedIn feed alone, Mm -hmm. has not only caught the eyes of government, but also talent who won't touch your brand with a 10-foot pole. So just two of many stupid prizes companies win when playing this game. Imagine if you're a government contractor raking in millions or billions of dollars from the U.S. government, and then HR and TA plays this game. Mm -hmm. Just think about putting millions or billions of dollars of contracts on the line and prospectively losing them because you're playing these stupid games. Interesting perspective uh, on the government side. Uh, To me, this is like, hey, show me a 10-foot wall. I'll show you an 11-foot ladder. Here's how some companies are going to get out of the pay transparency law. Here's the loophole, Chad. Healthcare, stock compensation, sales commission, revenue sharing, or whatever can be used to create a huge range in salary. And who's going to be able to police what your stock is going to be worth in 12 months? You can't. But can you put it as a range of the salary? Apparently, you probably can. Hello, loophole. Hello, gray area. Netflix, to me, has found the G-spot, if you will. And I think a lot of companies are going to use these variable revenue salary things like what's healthcare cost? How much revenue, if we share revenue, are we going to share with you this year? How much is our stock going to be worth in a year from now? Like Those are variables that you can't hard, make hard numbers around. And I think companies like Netflix are going to use those variables to create really wide ranges in salary to get around the whole pay transparency law. Well, salary is salary, period. Definition's already out there. You can't roll everything else up. Can't. It's not how it works. Salary is salary. And this is salary transparency. So that's total bullshit. If they try to put in benefits, benefits are not salary. They try to put in commission. Commission's not salary. As a matter of fact, commission's even taxed differently than salary is. So you can't roll all that shit up. If you try, you'll get smacked in the fucking head because salary equals salary. So yes, you can try to play again. Play the stupid games, Joel, but you're going to win stupid fucking prizes. I'm going to go on a limb and say Netflix has really good lawyers, and they've probably read a lot of these laws. And we'll see. You know who's going to talk about the lawsuits? You and me, baby. And that means more job security for us as podcasters. Hell yeah! Which means... Thank God uh, AI hasn't quite figured out the nuance <laughs> and expertise that we have uh, with this show. So it's getting there. Yeah. Destined to be a topic all year long. Mm-hmm. It's chat GPT. 
Uh, Microsoft announced that it is expanding access to OpenAI's popular chat GPT software, which it has been previewing to its cloud computing customers in a program called the Azure OpenAI Service. The software is now generally available, which is expected to bring a flood of new usage. The news comes as Microsoft has looked at adding uh, up to $1 billion in its stake uh, in OpenAI, which it did in 2019. It's looking uh, making a $10 billion investment in the company now. And this just in from Sky News, something totally different. ChatGPT was unknowingly recommended for a job interview by a recruitment team after the AI was used to complete an application. Candidates, and I put that in air quotes, were asked, quote, in 300 words, tell us the secret of good writing, end quote. The AI's <laughs> response was shortlisted from, for an interview at the communications consultancy firm Schwa. The company's owner and founder stated that the AI was, quote, more competent than a lot of the bad people who apply to us, end quote. This incident raises concerns about the potential of AI to replace human workers in the future. No shit. Chad, I'm sure we're ready. I'm not sure human beings are ready for what's coming. What's your take on the latest news from chat GPT? First off, uh, in Davos, Microsoft uh, CEO Satya Nadella says chat GPT will be integrated into all of Microsoft products. So this isn't just a, you know, can, can it apply for a job and get it? This is going to be much easier to use in the future because it's going to be integrated into Microsoft products, which is really fucking cool. I, I think it's, it's amazing. The big question is all of Microsoft products. Do you think they're going to integrate into LinkedIn? And if they did, how would they? <laughs> are you really looking for a comment you don't see it happening we, we've talked about the integration of linkedin into microsoft products that's uh, pretty much been a big nothing burger uh yeah. for the company so do i think they're going to go the other way and integrate this into linkedin i mean they should i kind of hope they do because it'll make things interesting and good for us to talk about but mm -hmm. do i have confidence that linkedin is going to do that no I think when we take a look at the the landscape itself, we're, we're, we're definitely going to have to evolve with this new technology. There, there are actually uh, teachers that are using ChatGPT in classrooms. So this is doing nothing but pushing us up a level to get better and crisper about the content that we're actually putting out. And here's the big key. Companies are putting out so much fucking horrible content right now. If they just focused on putting out good shit and then compartmentalize that and then use that to actually market throughout the year, I mean, you could put out 10% of the shit that you are now in mm -hmm. some cases yep. and do a much better job. And that's the thing is I think ChatGPT will put out a shit ton of content and it can because it can scale better than any human being, right? But it's dull content. It's not great content. You're going to want great content. You know, I think I shared something on LinkedIn. Technology can identify what's been created by AI. Don't ask me how it works. I have mm -hmm. no idea. Um, wait till Google releases uh, its algorithm to detect what's what content has been created by AI and watch the penalties and rankings drop. Uh, that's going to be a fun day for a lot of people. So if you're using if you're using AI to create content, Google can probably detect they what's AI care. and what's human. They won't care. No, they won't care if it's getting engaged and Google it's getting Google won't care clicks. or the company no. won't care? Google won't care. Google won't care? No. They might care. It's all about engagement. Who cares who wrote it? 
So back to my point of what we're actually talking about, not uh, yes. Google's uh, latest update uh, mm-hmm. that's coming soon. So to me, this is shaping up to be the arms race of the decade. Yeah. Uh, we already know Google is on DEFCON 1 and won't relinquish market share uh, yeah. in this way easily. Uh, they're in talks already to invest $200 million in an AI startup called Cohere. Uh, and we already know at least one ex-Googler thinks Google's AI is a sentient being uh, and said so and got fired. Uh, so he may be saying, you know, something that we that we don't. But yeah, this is going to be battle royale, and it's going to be really interesting how this thing uh, plays out. As far as employment, you know, we joke a lot about a day when robots are just hiring robots. Mm-hmm. This story out of Sky News means we're not far off from that. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it gets a little it gets a little bit uh, nuts from that, like. All these people are being laid off by HR tech companies are going to start building companies around uh, open AI and the API, applying for jobs with AI, building cover letters, resumes, pre-screening questions, et cetera. And then, and then someone's going to come along and create something that's going to red flag any of these responses, resumes <laughs> that are built with AI. So companies are going to be started up. They're going to get a bunch of money investment. We're going to talk about all of them. But this is going to be a whole new industry that's going to be created just for us on resumes, job descriptions, cover letters, screening questions, etc. Um, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be pretty loco. It's gonna be Corona time it's when corona all time. this shit starts <laughs> be, going down. Hey, a new a new version of rage applying. <laughs> Apply to my job in the language of Shakespeare, please. That would be nice. All right, when we get back, oh shit, Irene is back, baby. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. I can't believe I can't believe she's back. Uh, not in our space, but she's back. Uh, all right, so Hootsuite, mm-hmm. one of 2008's hottest companies, uh, has a new CEO. The Vancouver, Canada-based social media management firm has replaced its CEO, Tom Kaiser, with Irina Novoselsky, mm. the former CEO of CareerBuilder. The company also announced its third round of layoffs in the past six months, cutting around 70 employees or 7% of its workforce. This represents the company's third staff cut since August of 2020. And the company's headcount now sits at 900 people. Sounds like she's walking into a dream job. Chad, what's your take <laughs> on Irina's new gig? 
Yeah, from one dumpster fire to the next. That's awesome. So I automatically thought this was an Apollo uh, portfolio play, but Apollo yeah. isn't one of Hootsuite's funders. So then, you know, I just kind of like backed up and thought, okay, so what could this be about? So my, my, my first thought was basing her cred off of Career Builder's dumpster fire, which anyone outside of the, the industry wouldn't attune to. I mean, she, she looks like a great candidate, to be quite frank. And then number two, bringing Irina in to make an Apollo acquisition might be more appetizing. So if you're bringing one of the old team players from Apollo in and you want to look sexy to a Mm. PE firm who could prospectively buy you, uh, that might not be a bad idea. Look at you connecting some dots. (laughs) I taught you something. Uh, Yeah. That's what we do. Dude, Irina is quickly becoming the angel of death uh, if you work for one of her companies. Um, if she walks into your office, run or at least update your <laughs> LinkedIn profile. To your point, Hootsuite was set to go IPO mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Um, they raised $200 million Canadian. Um, or hope, They were hoping to raise $200 million Canadian through an IPO. It didn't happen. Let's let the CEO go. Uh, he didn't deliver. He's out. Irina's in. It was nice of them. It was nice of them to fire everyone before she came on, so she doesn't have blood on her hands. That was really nice of them. But yes. I like I like the Apollo uh, connection. I like the prediction. IPOs aren't really happening these days, so an acquisition could be in the offing. And everyone knows about Chad's predictions. Sixty percent of the time, it works every, every time. Every time, we out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? A podcast. The Chad. The Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho, pepper jack, Swiss. So many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! We'd never admit it, but deep down, we all get at least some pleasure from bad things happening to somebody we don't like. History's full of stories about bitter enemies being mutually horrible. Usually nothing good comes of it. But sometimes, sometimes, you get soul singers James Brown and Joe Tex, or 17th century nun Sor Juana, and the entire Catholic Church duking it out and dramatically changing our world. On Beef with Bridget Todd, we tell the stories of those petty feuds behind some of the greatest art, innovation, and global events. Listen to Beef wherever you get your podcasts.